Welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And tonight we are going to be talking about comfort foods. So for one night only, this is a judgment-free zone. Whatever foods you need to get you through the horrors of this world, I will not judge you. Tomorrow, though, you tell me you're a grown-ass adult who eats nothing but chicken nuggets, you're getting some side-eye. <laughs> Mayonnaise and olives. It's comfort food, Patrick. Oh, oh man, I threw up a little. Oh, that's awful. Well, there was no ice cream. Look what you did to me. Ah, <laughs> ah that's what we like. Why would you mayonnaise and why would you even do that? That's... Because olives there's no ice cream. Food. You don't eat mayonnaise and olives because there's no ice cream? <laughs> How is that even an equal trade-off? I mean, mayonnaise and ice cream is horrible. <laughs> so you say. <laughs> All right, Have so here we are. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's what you, that's the sound you make when you eat mayonnaise and ice cream or a marshmallow. Okay, well, everything I said about no judgment, I'm rolling that back. <laughs> oh yeah. So welcome to the show. If you'd uh first off, if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you have any show ideas, give us a call at seven eight now rap, seven eight six six nine nine seven two seven. You can also join our Discord by clicking the Join Us link in the show notes, or you can copy-paste that over. Except for today, uh, Discord was down for a bunch of hours today. Uh, it, it kept trying to connect, and then unless I restarted my phone, I couldn't get any new messages. Yes, yeah, so if you're reaching us from three weeks in the past, you're screwed today on Discord. Totally. Yep. But yeah, we uh, no voicemails today. Correct. Correct. So I guess it's about that time. It is about that time. Wow. This week in music, movies, and TV. In sports. Man, I was doing so well. I don't know what happened. In sports. You mean, oh, oh, you mean for the just up to the, the show? No. I thought you were talking about life. Just in general. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the this week, we are going with November 10th, 1966. Patrick did some research on this and found that the this was the first publication, first time the, the phrase comfort food had been used in publication. And traced back to an issue of the Palm Beach Post that used it in their story called Sad Child May Overeat. The article huh. said adults when under severe emotional stress turn to what could be called comfort food, food associated with the security of childhood, like mother's poached egg or famous chicken soup. I yeah, legitimately... Oh, good. Oh, nah, never mind. It's gone now. <laughs> oh. I thought it said sad child may overheat, and I was imagining me as a kid trying to use the microwave to make something, and yeah, I was a sad child that who def- overheated. That definitely had to be better than anything Josh had to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just <laughs> on my joke. Now I'm a sad child. I'm going to go overeat. Just don't overheat the sad child. I don't know if I would go to poached eggs for... Yeah, but we'll yeah. get to that. Maybe 1966 you would. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> but it would be coated in gelatin. <laughs> Mother's famous poached egg. Mama's poached egg and jello. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to some ads and eat some poached egg. Is that cat food in there? You bet your ass it is. <laughs> your mother's breath smells like cat food. So, 
That's not how it goes. So music. Yes. The top song in the land was The Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees, who were a big influence on the Beatles. What? It's a dumb and dumber joke. Okay. I do like Last Train to Clarksville. It's a good song. I actually like most of the Monkees stuff. They're fun to listen to all around. Yep. I enjoyed the show when I was a kid, and uh, and big part of that was the music, faux show. Yeah. They're they're like the comfort food of music. Oh, I exactly what I disagree thinking. with that statement. That's it. All right. I'm out. That's all I got today. Peace out. See you next week. <laughs> it's just the three of us for the rest of the show. So uh, the greatest hits album by The Temptations was released November 16th. It was the Billboard Album of the Year for 1967. Wow, a greatest hits was the album of the year. Yeah, well, huh? I mean. I mean, it's the Billboard was still new. They just, I think they were just going by sales at that point. Oh. Mm. Uh, and I'm curious what, because The Temptations' Greatest Hits has got to have just some absolute incredible songs. Yeah. That's like double it. dipping, though, you know? You hear the research? I hear the research going on. Click, <laughs> Yeah, My Girl, Get Ready, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, The Way You Do the Thing You Do, My Baby. Last Time to Coxville? Brick House. No, it's Commodores. Bitsy, bitsy, teeny, weeny, little yellow. <laughs> the, ones, the ones I mentioned um, are going to be the big ones from that Greatest Hits album. Can't Get Next to You? Is that on there? No. What? Uh, Girl, Why You Want to Make Me Blue. But like a lot of these other ones I don't know. I get the, the top five were like the big ones we all for sure know. All right. I heard of my girl. Yeah, I know. Must have been like a B-side. All right, and finally, on November 5th, this was the debut of KADS 103.5 FM, the first radio station devoted to programming that consisted entirely of advertisements. It went on the air in Los Angeles after radio broadcaster Gordon McLendon came up with the idea for a service where listeners would pay for classified advertising to be read over the radio. In March 1968, McLendon would drop the KADS in favor of an all-music format. Dumbass. People just literally reading classified ads is your format. Like now, as a podcast or something, like we were talking about this earlier. I, I think that if you go to weirder sections of the internet, like Craigslist or whatever, and you did that just reading missed connections, people would listen to it. But in 68, just classified ads? I don't know. I mean, it was either that or The Temptations' Greatest Hits. So, you know. Tough choice. Farmer Franklin a... would like to tell everybody to stop messing with his chickens. <laughs> All right, moving on to movies. Police blotter, bicycle stolen on 72nd Street. The top movie in the land was Hawaii, an epic drama film directed by George Roy Hill starring Max von Sydow and Julie Andrews. It is about a Calvinist missionary in the Hawaiian Islands. It was filmed in Massachusetts and Hawaii. Huh. Well, you know, Massachusetts doubles as Hawaii in most films. <laughs> That's what they used in Moana. It, it was originally going to be called Massachusetts Five O. Max von Sydow on a on a surfboard in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, <laughs> dressed as Emperor Ming. I'm so cold. <laughs> All right, uh, successful Hollywood actor Ronald Reagan was elected the governor of California on November eighth. Oh, and huh. so it began. That's a lot earlier than I thought it was. Well, well. All right. 
On November 12th, the legend of the Mothman began when five gravediggers in Clenenden, West Virginia, said that they had witnessed what looked like a brown human being flying out of the trees. A similar sighting by another group of people would happen three days later, inspiring a best-selling book and the 2002 horror film The Mothman Prophecies. Howdy ho, guys! <laughs> It turns out it was a it was a landscaper whose uh, who, whose leaf <laughs> leaf blower just went out of control. And he's like, ah, I'm flying through the air. And like... It's a guy who's working in the sewers and lit a cigarette and blew up and ended he's up in the trees. Got, he's got like the harness up there. Did it make any noises as it was flying? Yes, it went. <laughs> Yeah, man, that Mothman Prophecies movie it's it's pretty well done. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, we watched that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you and I watched it together. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I've never seen it, so I know we didn't do it for the show. It was no, filmed in Hawaii, actually. <laughs> no, no, you're mistaken. That was Massachusetts. Oh. All right, so TV. Top shows in the land were Bonanza, Gomer Pyle, USMC, The Lucy Show, and The Red Skelton Hour. Whew. That is 60s. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Still, that's some good fo- That's some good TV right there. I agree. Yeah. I- I've Probably. watched all those shows at least once. It doesn't work, sorry. It didn't work at all. All right, so Gordon Ramsay, British chef and reality television personality, was born in Johnstone, Scotland on November 8th. Immediately insulted everybody in the birthing room. (laughs) You donkey! (laughs) You're an idiot sandwich! Uh, His global restaurant group, which is also the acronym of the week, GRR. I'm pretty sure that stands for Gandalf Rails Radagast. <laughs> oh, shit. Poor Radagast. Uh, I thought you were going to go The brown. <laughs> oh. You shall not pass for a week. <laughs> I was trying to give you an easy one. I thought you might have gotten that one. Nope, that was Gordon Ramsay Restaurants. Wow. Oh, well, at least that's better for a Radagast then. <laughs> Well, that was founded in 1997 and has been awarded 16 Michelin stars overall. It currently holds a total of seven after rising to fame on the British television miniseries Boiling Point in 1999. Ramsay became one of the best known and most influential chefs in the UK. He has hosted 27 different television shows. And Joel has watched all of them at least twice. Yeah, I've watched a lot of them as well. You know what's always a fun thing is when you're watching Kitchen Nightmares and you're like, I recognize that dining room. <laughs> it was yeah, just, just yeah, like just the thought of working in some of these restaurants that you see, like, like how do you even let it get that no, bad? No, literally, like there. When remember when uh, Susan and I came down to New Orleans with you, the place that we had breakfast at every morning was on. Oh, nice. Oh no. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I paused. And I'm like, hey, Suzanne. Recognize that picture? And she's like, yeah, I can't figure out why. She goes, because we sat underneath that picture every morning and had breakfast here. I "I don't want to watch this show. Wait, was that before or after you'd been there? After. It wow, wasn't how like did I not had... know this? Oh, no. No, it was like, but it, it was just like uh, last year or so that I, I was going through the old episodes, and it's this breakfast joint, kind of looks like a gas station from New Orleans. And Oof. Oh, man. I, oh, I, no. Stum- I punched through it, and I watched the whole thing. But by the end of it, I'm like, oh, God, I see how they made what I ate. Ugh. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's yeah that uh, show inspired a little bit of tourism. Sarah went to uh, Amy's Baking Company Oh, uh, when she was on a business trip down there. 
in uh, Arizona. And uh, yeah, she got a like signed book from uh, Amy. Yeah, I, I, wow. the place is no longer there, so that's no longer a, a horrible. She said like nobody was there, and like both Amy and Sammy were there, and it was just vaguely creepy. It's just like people are only coming to see the awfulness. Right. Hey, Mike, was it the old coffee pot? The maybe the restaurant or Oceana? I'm just trying to think of the ones from that episode. I so. I don't know. It looked looked like I, I would have to, I would have to look. I, you have to look it up later and uh, off yeah. air and figure it out because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah I, I want to watch that show too now. Yeah, I, I'll, once I figure out which one was, I'll 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 mention it. But it was just that's one so of those cool. kind, of, kind of things where I'm sitting there kind of like, oh look at that. Oh crap! And I'm like that's the way it looked when we were eating there. That's not. <laughs> they were like scraping the grease off the wall between the wall and the grill. It was awful. I mean, even at least Garfield's was clean. Yeah, that's true. But uh, all right. <gasps> so also on November fifth, Patrick Troughton appeared in his first full Doctor Who serial, "The Power of the Daleks," as the second Doctor. Ah, yes. There you go. Oh, also you would appreciate that that space traveling hobo. The show Concentration switched to color, establishing NBC as the first network with their entire lineup in color. Is that a wartime show? Concentration? No, it's like a game show. Oh. No, he's making a, oh, a, a, being a campy joke. Again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Patrick. <laughs> Those Holocaust jokes. That's what sells, right, Joel? I wasn't. Patrick turned it into one. <laughs> All right, so also, born November 6th, Peter John DeLuise is an American actor, television director, television producer, and screenwriter, mostly known for his role as Officer Doug Penhall from 21 Jump Street. He has directed and written episodes of science fiction television shows, particularly in the Stargate franchise. He is the son of actors Dom DeLuise and Carol Arthur. Uh, He's also on, he's the dad on Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh. Yeah. Wait, Peter DeLuise? There's I, another Deloise too, I thought. Oh, there is? Well, then one of the Deloise. There's two that were both on 21 Jump Street. I is it Louise Deloise? <laughs> no. Oh. Peter Deloise, Don Deloise, John Deloise, Ding Deloise. <laughs> Suddenly we're all swing dancing. <laughs> all right, moving on to sports. It's an all scat podcast. Who the hell did that? What do you think? David, Peter, and Michael. There's three of them, actually. And I'm not sure which one was on. And Ringo. The show. Which show did you say? Uh, was just Waverly Place. Oh, I think that was David. David. I, I'm right. pretty sure. I'm like 90 percent sure that was David. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Moving on. Sports. Moving on to sports. On November 5th, BYU quarterback Virgil Carter set a new NCAA single game record with 513 passing yards and 599 yards of total offense in a 53-33 win against Texas Western in Provo, Utah. Is that I good? I was just thinking, what was I doing in Provo? <laughs> Moving on. Yes, that's very good, Joel. Okay. There's only 100 yards in the whole field, so to do that six times is pretty impressive in one game. Okay. okay. Curtis Montague Schilling, born November 14th, is an American former Major League Baseball right-handed pitcher. He helped lead the Philadelphia Phillies to a World Series appearance in 1993 and won championships in 2001 with the Arizona Diamondbacks and in 2004 and 2007 with the Boston Red Sox. Schilling retired with a career postseason record of 11-2, and his .846 postseason winning percentage is a major league record among pitchers with at least 10 decisions. He is a member of the 3,000 strikeout club and has the highest strikeout-to-walk ratio of any of its members. He is tied for third for the most 300 strikeout seasons. Is that good? (laughs) 
He's also yes. pretty legendary for having uh, made a video game company that was such a failure that his home state had to, like, bail him out and then ended up suing him. Yeah, that was a, oh, yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur. Which isn't a bad game, really. No, but, but it was way over budget and was, like, super hyped. Hmm. See, I didn't discover it until it, like, showed up for free on uh, PlayStation Plus. That makes sense. And by by then it was a hell of a bargain. Yep. All right, well, play us off keyboard, Joel. Na, na, da, 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 da. All right, so we talked about this for a while, actually. I think this is Lepney on Discord suggested this nope. one? No, this is uh, one of Sarah's. Oh, okay. Yep. So, comfort food. Food that comforts you, makes you feel warm and mmm, and things are all nice again. How do you describe or define what comfort food is? Something that makes you feel, you know, kind of like you're getting a hug from the inside. I know that maybe sounds a little weird, but, you know, you, you eat it and you feel better. Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah, like it helps you when you're struggling. Like, I, I, I need to eat my feelings. This is what I'm going for. Hmm. See, I would say it's anything that I eat that immediately has me, like, have a flashback. Okay. Uh like acid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure, I, I, I think your wife is drugging your food. <laughs> right? No, it's like, you know, there's there's um, certain kinds of foods that you eat and you're like, man, this in, like a Christmas meal pops up in your head or, a, you know, going to dinner at grandma's house pops up in your head and that sort of thing. It makes you, you remember. just get one. Yeah. When you, you know, when you're, everything was good, you were a kid, you didn't have to worry about stuff, nearly half as much stuff as you do nowadays. But, you know, it's. You Something know, when, that you have a hand-me-down recipe for. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Written on a three by five note card that's stained with whatever <laughs> the ingredients are. Yep. And coffee. That's bonus points. Because then you get a recipe and a snack. <laughs> you don't eat it, then you don't have the recipe anymore, huh? Thank you, Archie Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, meathead. <laughs> that's terrible anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that that was your your um, Woody Allen doing an Archie Bunker impression. Yes, that was actually correct on that that instance. That was that yes. So, what is the earliest food that you remember as a comfort food? Like, what's his name from Ratatouille when he skins well, his does, knee? Does, does Fruity Pebbles count? I would say yeah. Yeah, if that's your thing. That was when I was a kid, man. I used to love Fruity Pebbles. I mean, probably the easiest one and the one that comes to mind first is macaroni and cheese. Box yes. macaroni and cheese specifically, like Kraft. That, that's still to this day, like almost any version of macaroni and cheese will always be comfort food. See, yeah, and that's a very traditional answer. It's not my answer because my answer is weird. Like the first thing I could think of that I would beg for if I wanted to feel better, and I didn't get very often because it was difficult to come by, uh, was actually or the Orange Julius. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we had to go to Ford City to get it, and so, but like any time when you're talking about firsts, yeah, that's what comes to mind for me. Now, forgive me for asking, and it's partially because I don't know, and also because we have listeners that may not know, what is in an orange, Julius? I mean, or it's basically like a creamsicle, but a shake, except there's actual orange juice in it. Okay, but it's a drink. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a drink, a drinkable dreamsicle. Yeah, but where dreamsicle has a very fakey orange, there's definitely real orange juice in the orange Julius. Yeah, it's 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 like a fancy orange juice smoothie. 
Yeah, but there's definitely a strong vanilla ice cream flavor in there as well. And and bonus points for making me think about Ford City. <laughs> I'm taking you back. Yeah, yeah Cracker uh, Jack, Cracker Jack, and Orange Julius from Ford City is like early food good time memories. And it's weird because I typically don't associate sweet stuff with comfort foods, but those are going to be my first ones. Yeah, see, I always think when I think comfort food, the first thing that always pops into my mind are things that are very like starchy, lots of carbohydrates, the like mashed potatoes, or uh, you know, for me. Getting KFC when I was a kid was was kind of a, a treat that I didn't mm. get it very often. And since I love fried chicken and typically homemade fried chicken was either overcooked or just not very tasty, uh, that was like that was a big thing for me. Was you get KFC and I'd be like, ah, oh, my happy place, you know. Huh. Now, yeah, not so much. But a really good chicken fried steak is oh. big, big for me. That's a good that's, answer. That's, yeah, that's that not even tasty. on my list, but that's a good one. See, I what am what am I? One of my favorite, like, and it's a sugary one too, is popcorn balls. Oh, really? okay. Because yeah. <clears throat> living in Chicago as a kid, my grandmother, no, it was my great grandmother, would have popcorn balls from Josh. What's what's the name of the popcorn place from down that's downtown on the Loop that everybody goes to? See, that's the thing is like I've heard people talk about it, like, but I know only know popcorn from like. Ah, uh, nuts on Clark, I think is one of them, but I know that's not the answer you're looking for. Yeah. Garrett? Um, Garrett's. I think it's Garrett's popcorn. Yeah. Garrett that's popcorn. the one that, like, there's three or four that pop up immediately when I type in popcorn loop Chicago. Yeah. It, it might be, it might have been Garrett's. It's been, been there forever type of thing, but she would get, they would make the popcorn balls there and she had them in this big, uh, like cabinet in her in the dining room, and I go up there, and she, you know, oh, Mike, you know, Michael's visiting because she just lived in the up, you know, apartment upstairs for me, and we would watch TV and eat popcorn balls. So that was that's probably one of my my first first that I remember. So you got a nice a nostalgic memory tied with it, uh, not just the food, which is part of that for a lot of people. The comfort food goes along with the memory that. Mm-hmm. It brings up, and for me, fried chicken. I'd always, I stayed a lot with my great aunt because my mom was working, and I'd eat fried chicken, and we'd watch, usually watch the Royals game. She was a big baseball fanatic, <laughs> and I'd eat fried chicken. So I get it. I hundred percent get it. Huh. nice. So the other guys did. Was there like, like I had grandma, great grandma, gave me the popcorn balls. And Joel had his great aunt making the fried chicken. What about for you guys? Was there somebody that you associate with comfort food? <laughs> My grandmother used to always make deviled eggs every time I would come to visit. Mm. It was like a famous, you know, thing that she would always make just for me. And I, and like they were nobody else was allowed to eat them unless I let them. So what? What? Yeah. Well, that was like her thing. That was her thing. She made them just for me. You know. Huh? So that was my own little comfort food. So it was just like a fun little thing she did all the time. You were the keeper and my dad of the would always eggs. like try to. My dad would always try to sneak bites of them and stuff. It was like a stupid little game. You know, we we would play. <laughs> and then as, as my grandmother got older. She got less good at cooking, let's put it that way, and like her deviled eggs, like every single year it was a progression of how much vinegar ended up in them, <laughs> and by the time I was in college, she was making them to where they were just practically inedible, and my father, you know, and I finally one day told her, I was like, you know, you don't need to keep making these for me, it's fine, you know, it's like I understand it's not easy for you to do them, it's fine, you don't have to make them, and, uh, and so went like two or three years without her having to make them, and then one year, my dad, before we even came up there, because we used to meet there in July every year, 
he told her, he's like, you know, Patrick really misses you making those devil oh. eggs. <laughs> oh. So I get there, and there's a fresh dozen eggs there, and I just, and, and you could just smell the vinegar when you op- when I opened it up the container, and Dad's just like, yeah, enjoy your eggs. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Your dad is a fucking rock star, man. He was, he was awesome. That's awesome. He was. That's where I learned to stir the shit was from him. <laughs> now, uh, do you have like a special day that you kicked in with a comfort food? Was it, was it like, you know, when, whenever you wanted it? Like for myself, one of my comfort foods from back then is going to my grandma's house, and she would make this chicken soup where she would start hours earlier. And just mm. boil a whole chicken. You boil a chicken, you pull off the meat, you make the make the stock from the chicken that you've been cooking all day and reducing it down and all that. And you would have it with uh, kluski noodles, which is this, um, it's like a Polish egg noodle. And then you make the kluski noodles separately. When you serve it, you take the noodles, you put the noodles in the bowl and then pour the broth and stuff over the top of it. And it didn't have a lot of stuff. In fact, it only had like celery, carrots, parsnip, and that was it. And maybe some like, little spice and that sort of thing simple is good though sometimes you know oh yeah but it's a chicken broth that has been simmering for five hours so it's delicious and got that little sheen of chicken fat on the top of it and that was you know that was my super comfort food for going to grandma's house because she would make that soup all the time but on the other side of it we had i got that's my polish grandma my german grandma on the other side pastries man she can make a lemon meringue pie that would put Gordon Ramsay to shame 100% because she was serious about making pastries. Like, she can get the meringue to get those little caramelized sugar balls to come out on the top and not burn anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Grandma's pastries on that side was amazing. Because huh, it's interesting. I, I didn't answer the last question, but it's related to the reason I don't have a super answer for this question because I don't want to say no one in my family could cook, but like, it, that wasn't like the big deal. Uh, like if I wanted something like really bad, it wasn't going to be something cooked by anyone in my family. Okay. So it was, you were going out to get comfort food. Yeah. Most likely. Huh? Hmm. Yeah. My mom cooked most, most of our meals. I mean, going out was it or getting fast food or whatever, bringing home in was always a, the exception, not the rule. Okay. Well, cause that's like, yeah, I mean. I, we were kind of 50-50. I mean, like mac and cheese or uh, like chicken noodle soup or something like that would be at home. But occasionally, um, you know, like I said, the KFC or uh, we'd get McDonald's. And, you know, when you're a kid, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, nowadays it's like, yeah, I don't really want that. But at the time, you're like, oh, cool. You know, get a cheeseburger and some fries and it's kind of a happy place. Uh-huh. I mean, a real quick story. Just as you talk about like a McDonald's experience. Um the, the high school that I went to, one of the guys that I played uh, basketball and football with, his father owned a series of McDonald's. And like whenever we would go to away games, on the way back, we would always stop at one of his McDonald's. And he would have all his employees like instructed to make a whole bunch of burgers and fries and stuff. And they would just stand outside the bus and hold up trays. And we'd just all reach out their windows and grab food. And just... What? That's yep. awesome. Yep. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so with the outside, like food that wasn't made by any family members for us, when I was a kid, we lived in Bolingbrook and there was a restaurant called Papa's Pizza. It's still there. Been there since 1974. Oof. And 
I'm looking to see if they. As old as I am. Whoa! <laughs> right. <laughs> Their well, pizza's time to too. tear it down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> me or the restaurant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You will find out. I don't know if they still do it, but they had a thing called a, a double decker pizza. Oh, I oh. remember those. Oh my god! My, they would make like an ex. You'd, you'd order a large, and they would make an extra large pizza. Put the stuff on there, and then take a large dough and put that on top of that. Roll up the edges and make another pizza. So it was like a pizza stuffed pizza. Yeah, those are really good. Oh, there was another man. place that made one too that I used to when I lived up in Logan Square. I used to get one delivered every now and then. Father and Sons, I think, did it. Yeah, Father. Oh, yeah, Father and Son. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's another great Chicago pizza place too. But yeah, living out there, this we would get that. And I remember when I started getting a little bit getting older, getting more into my teens, and the, my dad and I would order like a large, and both of us just put away the whole thing together. <laughs> and it was. You know, we would always just get the standard cheese and sausage, but you can get it with whatever. You know, you get black olives and everything else, put it all on there, too. But Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise and black <laughs> olives pizza. That's exactly it. But, um, no, Mayonnaise that was... and vanilla ice cream on my pizza. Thank you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> comfort food, man. Comfort food. Black olive and ice cream, vanilla ice cream, double-decker pizza, please. <laughs> to go. <laughs> Sir, this you, is an Arby's. Do you want the ice Please cream leave. on it? You, right? Do you want the ice cream on it before it goes in the oven or after? Before, of course. Yeah. Duh. Who wants cold <laughs> ice cream? Come on. <laughs> Savages. Now, Joel, did you have like an, a going on place outside of KFC that uh, like maybe a local joint? Yeah, the the big the big local place for us to go was uh, was a pizza place. I'm I also uh, called Westport Pizza and. So uh, still around the last time I checked, but like in terms of non-chain places, that was definitely the best best place to get pizza locally in Kansas City. And whenever I'd go with my mom, she would always get uh, a Supreme, and I, I liked a lot of stuff on my pizza, so that was my jam. But you know, if my brother was there, he was always just pepperoni. Lame. Oh, that's, yeah, that's. See, you just triggered a memory because it's another like not cooked by families. But when I discovered the Little Caesars Mitza Mitza, that's good stuff, though. <clears throat> I was all about oh, and dude, that's the thing is Little Caesars has not always been just like cheap and not very good pizza. Like when it first hit the scene, it was actually pretty decent, and Agreed. they're all meat uh, with like Canadian bacon, regular bacon, pepperoni sausage, and ham. I think, huh? I'm just, I mean, my parents used to get Little Caesars, and I've just never really cared for it. Well, I worked there when I was 14. That was my second job. And uh, they used to have pan pizzas at that point, little personal pan, like square, deep dish pan pizzas. And I used to, like, just fucking put everything on there. And, dude, that was some good shit. Plus, we had the, the uh, garlic butter that they'd put around the crust, and I'd put it on top of it. And, uh, yeah, you could just hear me getting fatter. you know okay now that we're talking about like restaurants and stuff one of the things from that they you're probably never going to see again that i totally miss is baked potato bars Mm. yeah this has come up before on food shows i think yeah yep wendy's used to have a really good baked potato bar wendy's baked potato bars was the best because it always had that chili that you can just scoop on there yeah and i think that i always had a salad bar thing where like what I got at salad bars was not healthy food, like by <laughs> no. any stretch of the imagination. 
<laughs> wow. Why would we have cottage cheese? Of cheese. <laughs> Why we, my plate would be half cottage cheese, half pudding. <laughs> well, when I was working at, at Val's, and she'd be like, oh, can you go pick up my lunch at Eric's? I'd be like, sure, because I'd want to go get a salad while I was there. And, you know, lettuce, bean sprouts, ham, cheese, egg, whatever else would go on there that wasn't Bacon a vegetable. Bits. Bacon, mm-hmm. right? Ranch dressing out the wazoo. And on the I'm salad. I'm eating healthy. I have a salad. <laughs> this salad is more than two whoppers. <laughs> but it's healthy. So now... You can hear me getting fatter. <laughs> this, is, this is what, what was it? Where, where was it? Mariano's restaurant, not Mariano's grocery store, downtown Chicago. When I was working there, this is this is more to the now, but it goes to the salad bar thing. I was like, went somebody in the office. Hey, I'm going to go hit the salad bar down at Mariano's. You want to come with? Yeah, okay. They come down. They look up. They see the thing. It says three ninety nine. Now, they weren't paying attention. So we get to the checkout. <laughs> They scanned the oh, no. poor guy's thing, and they're like, "Yeah, that'll be fourteen fifty. He's like, "What?" He's like, "I thought the sellers were three ninety nine. And I'm like, "Dude, it's three ninety nine a pound. How much did you get?" I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, I thought this was three ninety nine, man." I was like, "Do you, you think they just give you a bucket and tell you fill up the bucket <laughs> right for three ninety nine? What kind of business model do you think they have? <laughs> it's like they would be out of business now. I mean, it was, but yeah, he was, he was kind of. Where's my lunch for the whole week? You know, I'm like, no, you got a couple days out of this. You know, it's, it's, you know, learn to read, dude. But I mean, granted, the salad he made was amazing. It had like the bacon bits and the, the sunflower seeds and the, you know all the cheeses. But but learn how life works. <laughs> it's healthy. It's healthy. No. Came from a salad bar. <laughs> uh. No, comfort appetizers. Huh. Egg rolls. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, there's a, I see, I added this one because I specifically wanted to talk about a long-gone restaurant now. It's called John's Garage. And that's the first place I ever had uh, uh, potato skins. Oh. Mm. And, yeah, potato skins are definitely one of those. Yeah. Twice baked yourself... potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. Do you remember the Tato Skins uh, chips? They still make yes, them. They do. Yep. They're still yeah. out there. Yep. Oh, I found some not too long ago. Yeah. See, well, I think they came back. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, they oh. just had some left over. <laughs> found a crate in the back. <laughs> These are so crunchy. When when I was a Hear kid, they're getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> you sa- you you sound like uh <laughs> like Fry's grandfather. <laughs> Yes, Mike. I was going to say one of the things that now that we're talking about chips and stuff, and maybe think of this. My sister and I used to we'd go to the grocery store, and my mom would let us get a bag of chips. She would get just like the standard, you know, like yellow bag of Lay's. I would get the Lay's red hot potato chips, and we would get a container of sour cream and just sit, watch cartoons, and just dip it straight in the sour cream and eat an entire thing of sour cream and a whole thing of potato chips in one afternoon. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to make my same joke again, but I, that was me. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of defunct restaurants and comfort food, Angels, the their cream of chicken rice soup was so fucking good, and they had bread with you know the the the, the butter pats and get that and just be like in a happy little happy Shut little up, place. <laughs> the butter pats, yeah. Um, yeah. The other, just, the other app. a bunch of me's made out of butter. <laughs> They're all screaming as you spread. <laughs> I have that poster above my bed. Um, 
the the appetizer though, my mom uh has a recipe for Vietnamese egg rolls that um she's been making since I was a kid. And occasionally she'll bring some with her if she comes to visit. But a couple of years ago she gave me the recipe and uh all the ingredients. Yeah, you have talked about this before and you need to make these sometime. They're so good. And talk about next, Gen comfort Con, you, food. you bring those and Josh brings cookies. Cookies and egg rolls. Yep. Band name. And I'll, and I'll bring brisket. And Brian will bring 14 pounds of Trex mix. Dude. <laughs> and that Sarah shit will is eat good. it in like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, you leave Sarah and I to our own devices. We will eat all of it. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of comfort food, there's some, some Brian Chex mix. Yeah. Oh, that guy can make some mean ass Chex mix, man. Now, Joel, you brought up Angels. Yeah. Which is making me think of college comfort foods. But I was in a restaurant. Uh, again, downtown Chicago for lunch, sat down, and somebody got saganaki there. Opa! And they lit it off, and immediately I was sitting it in my brain. I was sitting at Angels with all you guys at 1 in the morning ordering saganaki because that's what you do when you go to Angels. But what are some of the other like college comfort foods? One of the first things that comes up to mind for me is panzerottis. Mm. Okay. Ah. You know, get yourself. You know, those the of you ice cream bar at the, at the cafeteria. Yeah. Cafeteria that's definitely. Bars. Yeah. Or uh, for those of you that don't know, panzerottis are kind of like take a pizza, fold it in half, and deep fry it. Yeah, and then like inflate it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a fancy calzone. And then, panzerotti. of course, butter and garlic fries. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's comfortable. You all right? <laughs> Joel, Joel just got little... his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me getting fatter. <laughs> You know what would make these deep fried potato slice potato pieces even better? A scoop of hot butter and garlic on it. <laughs> you know that you guys reminded me of something I haven't thought about in a while. When I worked at uh, Circle Video before they shut down, um, they had a restaurant, and uh, when I was on break, I'd occasionally get food from there. And they made a sub sandwich that was so good, like. I mean, I like going to sub teas, but that sandwich was pretty amazing. And I, I, that was a comfort thing for me. Like if I was having a shitty night, I'd order one of those. And yeah, it was mm-hmm. some good shit, man. Good sub sandwich is, is definitely comforting. So yeah. we're kind of moving on to the entrees is what I'm hearing. Sure. Well, I mean, B and G fries are kind of like a, like a side. It's an appetizer. Yeah, yeah, it's an appetizer. Well, a sub sandwich is not an appetizer. No. It, de- it depends. <laughs> yeah, for some people it is. If you're if you're eating a panzerotti, a sub sandwich could be an appetizer. Fair. Oh man, so appetizers, Josh. I mean, uh, entrees. Entree. Well, one in particular sticks out, and I, I think this is like bridging the gap between then and now. Uh, there's a California chicken sandwich, which was basically just a uh, piece of non-fried chicken, your your grilled chicken, uh, lettuce. Tomato, mayo, avocado, and on like a garlic toasted uh, onion bun. Simple and easy. And I ate that sandwich so, like, I knew uh, I would have to stop eating the sandwich if I was going to have it several days in a row when they no longer had, like, in-season avocados. Because, like, if they're ripe, it's an awesome sandwich. If they're not ripe, it's an okay sandwich. Mm -hmm. Now, would you get this from somewhere? Yes, all, all the time. I, the reason I'm saying this might cross the border uh, into f- between then and now, because I know I started eating it in like 98, 99. Uh, there was a time where I'd eat that five days a week when I worked at Hobby Town. Wow. Uh, I forget the name of the restaurant. They uh, had a copy. Of, the owner was really into On the Road. 
Nice. Like he had a copy of On the Road in the glass case uh, under. It was like four doors down from Hobbytown. It uh, was replaced by the Jerusalem Grill, which became Panda Express. Damn, if wow. I could remember the name of the restaurant though. But I ate there. The one that was right there on the corner. Day. No, no, no. Across the street from the one on the corner. It was on the same okay. side as Hobbytown. Oh, so it's gone now. Oh yes, yeah, long gone. Is uh, that the that one? Sucks. Is that the one where we were doing the uh, the, the French dip thing? Uh, like, I think we did French dip for one year for Ides. I bought everybody steak and eggs there. Yeah, they had they had like a, a lunch counter. Wait, no, okay, no lunch counter. I think it was maybe the maple tree. Yeah, that's right, the maple tree. Yeah, that's maple what tree. it was called. Wow, I haven't thought of that in years. Right, I didn't even I didn't know what it was, but I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, I would literally <laughs> eat there five days a week for a, a long, long time. I'm just gonna throw one out there, uh, pizza puff. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Appetizer or entree? I think that's appetizer, but I, I'll allow it because no one has said it yet. Well, if you eat enough of them, they're entree. I was, was like, going <laughs> to say, one of them is an appetizer. Two of you them. You know, what's... Yeah, three, three of them is a, is a meal. Oh, we, we have to clarify because that's a Chicago thing. Oh, that's True. right. Well, what's funny about that is that we just did a... Uh, uh, a, a month-long segment on on pizza puffs for the newly deads, and I didn't realize that they are mass-produced here and are made by the same company for the majority of the ones that you find. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of ones. There's a there's actually a food truck that now is a, a uh, an actual place that you can go, like a physical place, a uh, brick and mortar place uh, that's about an hour from where we're at that makes them fresh that are just look amazing. But I found out after trying four of them that out of the four of them, only one of them was even remotely different. Otherwise, they were all 100% identical. Mm. It's crazy. But it is. That's kind of comforting knowing that everything tastes the same, kind of going to McDonald's. And I actually have – there's a food truck down here um, that serves them. So I found a source of pizza puffs down here when I'm really really jonesing for one. I have a friend in Montana. They have something called a – what do you call it? Montana Pizza – it, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a burrito. Um, well, you you guys would actually like this. This is it's it's basically a Chicago uh, food based food truck. It's called Green Relish. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah. <gasps> Just thought of another one, Josh, oh. being Chicagoan. Maurice Linnell cookies. I don't remember Maurice Linnell. The the logo was a picture of like a cookie jar with a kid sticking his head up out of it, and he had the top of the cookie jar on his head like a hat and you'd always get the combo box that had like the butter cookie with a little bit of red jelly in the center and then it had the uh, neapolitan spiral cookie so it had, like chocolate strawberry vanilla on like a little little spin pinwheel type thing vaguely that was on their factory where it was actually on harlem uh, just north of Harlem Irving Plaza. So you would start driving past there and you would smell the cookies as it came. And we'd go in there and get like a whole combo box and you'd get like a hundred cookies in this combo <laughs> box. And, Jeez. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> fatter. <laughs> See, my dessert go-to, and this is uh, like... Wait, before we go to desserts, I just oh. wanted to mention one more entree, uh, shepherd's pie. Oh. I love making a good shepherd's pie. It's one of my favorite comfort foods. I just love making a big old dish of it. And... I had that for the first time on our honeymoon, and I got to admit, I'm a fan. Wait, uh, you you are now old, and you've had just now had shepherd's pie? Yeah, I don't remember having it prior to that. I may have at some point, but I don't remember. You didn't know delicious. what it was at the time or something? You're just thinking it's like a casserole or something? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Here in the U.S., shepherd's pie is pretty much with any beef. Like, in Europe, you'd call that a cottage pie. 
Correct. I actually uh, have had little arguments with people about this. I'm like, no, I'm I make shepherd's pie. I make sure I buy lamb. You know, I don't. Okay, beef. you you do know the difference. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the place I had it at. Martin's Tavern in uh, Washington D.C. Oh yeah, that's I where I had it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, it's, so it's where JF, JFK proposed to uh, Jackie O. Anyway, he stuck the ring in the in a shepherd's pie. In a shepherd's pie. <laughs> I can hear it getting fatter. <laughs> So from Maurice Linnell to my dessert thing, you guys probably could have guessed this one because it started when I was a kid, but went all the way into college. And I'm talking the hostess fruit pies, actually any fruit pie, because I was also really big into like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pies. Oh, with the green filling. Oh, yeah. But like the especially like the cherry and the peach hostess. So good. Cherry. The ones that stopped craving the hunter. Yeah. I'm glad somebody got that. <laughs> oh shit. I totally did not. Eh, you didn't read comics. You read the Wall Street Journal at the age of four. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. Oh, dessert. Uh my grandmother always made and we talked about this on uh I don't remember what show one of our recent Christmas show maybe. Uh her the cherry pie that she'd make from scratch. That is hundred percent like if I could have that, I'll never have it again because she's passed on. But man, I can still taste it. So good. Let's see, dessert wise, my grandma on my dad's side made spider cookies, which were butterscotch chips, chocolate chips, marshmallow, spider, and, and spiders. And spiders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out my grandma hated me. Here's some and spider covered face. spiders. Blah. Um, no, she would take uh, all that, she would melt it all together, and then she would get the uh, fried Chinese noodles and dip them in there and pull them out and let them, let them cool that way. And then, so they look like little spiders with all the noodles. So they're like this crunchy butterscotch chocolate marshmallowy type of thing that get just like you with the eggs, Pat, you know, every Thanksgiving. Just, hey, there's a tray of spider cookies. There goes Michael. Hear him in the other room. Getting fatter. It's like just nomming <laughs> down on the whole thing. And I liked him so much. I didn't realize it became like a family thing that everyone was like, uh, Mike's going to take all these. But um, after my grandma passed away, my aunt went into her recipe book and copied over a bunch of the recipes and gave everybody a little three-ring binder with grandma's recipes in there. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. And then because there's pictures of us at, you know, Thanksgiving and, you know, like back when we were little kids and all that. But she said she went through there and anybody's favorite, what she knew what everybody's favorite recipe was, you got the original card that the recipe was written on in Grandma's handwriting and all that. So wow, got, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've got the recipe for the spider cookies in the back of that binder, you know, with the, you know, in a picture with me and Grandma along with it, which is really, really cool, you know. On the back, did it say there are real spiders in it the entire time, Michael? Yeah, they were spiders all along. Love you. But now my daughter, Sophie's, cooks off of grandma's. That's like her go-to for baking. And it's funny because she's like, this recipe says you put these cookies in for 13 and a half minutes. And I'm like, then you damn well better put them in there for 13 and a half minutes because grandma did not screw around when it came to baking cookies. So, potato chip cookies. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's a flashback. I haven't thought about those in a long time. That's good stuff. Well, I just want to go upstairs and get fat now. Right? I'm like fiending to eat something now. Right. So I think we'll take a break right now and come back and talk about uh, comfort foods now, what we're making, what we're cooking, you know, what, uh, how fat we're getting on these, and uh, 
what we're passing on to the next generation or what legend of food that we have that we're going to leave in our stead. Diabetes. Diabetes. All right. We'll be back in a little bit. All right. We are back. We've all gotten just a little bit fatter. And now we're going to talk about comfort foods now. First question up, what comfort foods do you have that you make for yourself right now? My fried chicken recipe has been perfected over the years, and I make a wham-bam, slammin' jammin' fried chicken recipe now. That I don't make that often, but when I do, it's like instant. I'm sorry, how, how do you describe goody. that again? Wham-bam? I don't know. That was a one-time thing. I can't. That's not what I name it. It's just... Oh, okay. I, mean, that's, yeah. like, <laughs> I thought that was oh, a recipe. Oh, Black Betty. <laughs> I and I do cook it in my cast iron, which is named Black Betty. So, Patrick, ah. I want to make sweet love to your chicken. <laughs> yes, you, I I know for a fact that Joel crave, craves my chicken. He wants to try it so badly. I do. I've never had it. I want it in my face hole. I gotta make it sometime. That's I guess what I have to make at Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't see how that's gonna work. Um. Well, I had found a cheesy chicken casserole recipe at one point, and I've been tweaking it over the years to the point now where it's just about perfect. And talk about comfort food. It's, you know, cheesy, starchy. You want to fall asleep after you're done eating it. And, yeah, that that definitely would be mine. See, I've got a traditional recipe like you guys are talking about, but I also made another one of my comfort food standards just tonight. Ooh. Uh, the one I made tonight is meatloaf. It, it's one of the ah. things I can eat regardless of my diet. So there's that. What do you use as a filler when you're on keto? Uh, in place of the breadcrumbs, you do crushed pork rinds. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it works really well. And an egg. And you've got onion in there and uh, seasonings. But uh, my traditional recipe that I'm known for is my chili and uh, that's something that, uh, as far as, like, I don't really have, my family, until me, did not really have a history of cooking much of anything good. But the one thing, like, my mom had her version of a chili, my dad had his version, my brother uh, won a chili competition with his, and mine is better than all of them. Hmm. Nice. So what, what makes yours better? Well, one of the things I discovered real early on is I use, I start with chorizo. And then leave the grease from the chorizo in there and then brown the ground beef in that. Otherwise, it's pretty standard Midwestern chili uh, with one twist at the end. And this is something that kind of came from uh, my mom and the old chili in a packet is I thicken it with uh, masa flour that you'd make tortillas with. Mm-hmm. Huh. Neat. Okay. That's it. I've, like I've done that. Oh, I was just—I was just gonna say I've done that before. Use use masas. It's not my favorite, but I've done that before. Yeah, it's a pretty standard like from uh, Midwestern chili. Like they used to sell this chili kit. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it had a spice packet and it had a thickener packet. And then I learned years later that what was in the thickener packet was literally just masa flour. So mm. I've been doing adding that since college, and then I uh, have been working the recipe specific hot sauces that go in. Uh, added the chorizo sometime after college. One of my, uh, I'll, I'll let the universe right now know one of my little chili secrets is I use arrowroot as a thickener. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, what's, what's yours? Yeah. What? Yeah, well, what's your secret thickener? My no, secret thickener? <laughs> Viagra. Butter. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Let's say I'm uh, thinking about stuff that I make standard. I I have a couple things that one I'll make a um like an andouille and green stew. So I take uh, chicken chicken loin, get cut up the cut up some chicken, saute it in the bottom of a kettle, toss in some andouille uh, sausage, maybe some shrimp, add some uh, chicken stock to it or beef stock, whatever I got on hand. And then what I'll do is I go to the store and any big green leafy greens that I get. Toss that in there with a sl- quartered up sliced um, sweet onion, and then I'll use uh, some uh, slap your mama Cajun spice and toss probably two tablespoons or I'm sorry, yeah, tablespoon of that into there, and then just let that simmer. And for winter times, that's just great. You know, the girls love it. Katie will pound down like two or three bowls of it. That's how I, so mm-hmm. I always make like a, a big ton of it. Um, that or I have a chicken and rice that I do in the Dutch oven where I cook the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that always a, makes me real, It's a real thing, Joel. You yeah, know this. Thing that people, <laughs> I know, but it still makes me laugh because I imagine you under the covers and you're like, I'm going to make this what are you whatever. Doing? What are you doing in bed with raw chicken? Right? <laughs> and, and Suzanne's like, you. oh, using the Dutch oven again. Alright. Um, but This you, chicken smells. You got to get the chicken thighs that have the skin on them. You, you cook them in the oil... Uh, skin side down until they're about halfway done and then you make like a uh, white rice and veggies and black beans and that uh, diced tomatoes and put all that in there and then you put the chicken back in and let it all simmer together so then you've got like the cooked chicken thighs with the rice and that's another one that i that i do often i am um, i have another one that i thought of that i do um but it has already disappeared from my mind so i don't know why i brought it up oh no we <laughs> Is that your comfort oh, food? Oh, no. Chorizo, um, chorizo sausage and biscuits. You know, sausage gravy and biscuits. But I, instead of using uh, ground pork, I use, I use the chorizo sausage. And it's so much better. It's such an improvement. <laughs> but it's, it's just, other than that, it's just sawmill gravy and biscuits, you know. But Okay. But if you substitute chorizo instead of ground beef or pork, mm, I'm telling you, so much better. Chorizo is a good swap in. Mm-hmm. It really is. So... What about old family recipes? What have you made that's not not your your creation? See, this is interesting because I, as I've said, like my family have traditionally not been good cooks, but I have an old family recipe that I eat as comfort food from Sarah's family. Uh, their big recipe is uh, a potato soup, which is a very very simple potato soup. Uh, it's just like cream of celery, potatoes like onions and then flour dumplings but it's very filling it's very basic and you can customize your bowl how you like it that's all i just did that yeah uh my grandmother made a um and taught for all the grandkids how to make it and it was like a a family staple everybody had a a mason jar at least of it in their in their refrigerator um homemade apple butter oh and if you don't know what apple butter is, um, I, I would feel suggest sorry for you, you. Yeah, you go to the store and find out. It's 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 similar in texture to like applesauce, but a little bit thicker. And you use it, you know, like like any kind of jam or spread on toast or bagels or whatever. And it's it's just it's delicious. That's You're delicious. <laughs> it's even easier to make now with Instant Pots. Instant Pots have completely changed the way I cook. Uh, they've, it's, it's so much easier to make like a big, like doing that sort of thing and making something big and that 
I've got to have. I use it probably about two three times a week. I mean, they're amazing for for what they're good for. But you know, the, every the, the main issue I have with them is if if that's all you use to cook, then all you ever really eat is mush. Because I mean, like it's just it it's not good for making things crispy. I mean, that's just not what it's made for. Well, we got the instant pot that has like the fryer lid. Oh, the air yeah, fryer thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And even without the air fryer, Convection you can saute. <laughs> yeah. You can saute and get things crispy before. It's not like a slow cooker. I nice. I don't have really like a, a family one that I can think of outside of the egg rolls that I talked about earlier, but there is another one that I've been working on that is a uh, cheesy turkey meatloaf and get that bad boy cooking in a uh, crock pot and then get some mashed potatoes and that and some bread and butter and huh. might as well take a nap on the couch when you're done, man. <laughs> it's so good and moist and yum, 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 Now to uh, to prep nom, for this nom, show. Nom. I made one of uh, one of my grandma's recipes. I actually made her chicken soup. Mm. Looked up the recipes, found that, bought a whole chicken, cut it all up myself, started at 11, and let that simmer till about 4 o'clock. And the meat just fell off the bone. I had more meat than I knew what to do with, more than I could make. And carrots, what I thought were parsnips originally, I thought they were just very small parsnips, but they wound up being parsley root. So it looked huh. like white carrots, and the top was just literally parsley. Parsley, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing. But apparently yeah, I've never heard is. of that. Yeah, either. So, um, got that, and then I was like, "Well, damn, I didn't need to buy this parsley." Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> had the parsley in there, but I took the parsley and leek. Also, I took the green part of the leek and parsley uh, sprigs, tied them together, and just let them soak in the stock also for about an hour, and then took those out. And then added the vegetables, let them cook some more. And it, I made it on Sunday, and I think we had one bowl left for leftovers the next day, and that was gone by then. Um, now, the biggest biggest challenge was I invited my mom over. I said, Ma, I made grandma's chicken noodle soup. Come over and taste it. And, of course, it was that kind of like, you know, am I going to get the thumbs up, a thumbs down type of thing? She said it tasted just like it, so now it's on the list. That's a compliment then. Yeah. Tasted like grandma's. <laughs> what was it? From? What move? What is that from? It's from an old Evan Costello movie. Just like Ma used to make, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I'm good not one. familiar with that one. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, so, do you still have like comfort holiday foods that you make? You know, my favorite thing now that is typically would would make it a holiday is like a a big. Ham of some sort, whether it's honey baked or spiral cut, just regular or whatever. Uh, cheesy potatoes that would be the homemade part of it. And then again, some sort of buttered roll. Mm-hmm. And especially like on a Sunday afternoon, it's cold out in the winter and you're eating that. And it's just like, man, talk about a happy place. Like that is my happy place. And you can hear me getting fatter every time I eat it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because we did the Thanksgiving show so, so very long ago. And that was at a time where I was not even comfortable cooking poultry at all. But for the last few years, I've been the one who's been doing the turkey. And uh, this is the first year I've smoked it, but we've always used the same uh, marinade, uh, the same brine that I got from uh, Martha Stewart recipe. Mm. Um, and it's always turned out great. Like that has kind of become one of my things for the holidays is I do the turkey unless for some reason we're not eating Thanksgiving at our place, which would be rare. I hate to say it. I've never cooked a turkey. 
Really? Huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like the master of sides when it comes to Thanksgiving and that sort of thing. I'll bring a bunch of side stuff, but usually when we go to someone's house, they're like, "Yeah, we got the turkey going, and my family we have enough people over. We'll have a turkey and a ham because delicious. That's why." <laughs> <laughs> I agree. One for eating, one for the carcass. Yep, one for hanging the carcass. God, the Thanksgiving show was like. <laughs> That was an early. That was like, like, like six and a half 10, years ago. It was between show ten and twenty. It's I gonna, think. it's gonna haunt you just like the the Joel being rich is gonna haunt him. Well, I think Joel being rich is kind of a joke. Your family hangs dead things in trees. It's completely <laughs> different for me. It's a we, little... make, we make the Teskies sound like the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. Yeah, the difference like... is is Joel didn't volunteer his. That's, that's the difference that's true. between those two. I didn't. I opened my mouth on that one, and that was a problem. <laughs> Let's go to Mike's house at Thanksgiving. Like, well, you remember that Resident Evil episode, that one where they go to the the redneck house and they're eating? Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> nah. What about comfort foods that you don't make now? Huh? What do you mean? Like restaurant? Restaurant or grocery store. Like for me, for some reason or another, Lemonheads. I I'm my happy place eating a box of lemon heads and it doesn't help that there are ninety nine cents for the big ass box when you go to Walgreens. Uh I used to eat the shit out of Twizzlers. Huh. And I just kinda stopped because it was like I just I was like these there's just no way that this is good for me because this is like all it's like almost eating plastic. <laughs> I was like, there's just no way there's this this is natural. There's nothing natural at all in this. It's a hundred percent it's like a hundred percent processed crap, you know. And they, they stop it. This is I would not go to the color movies. That happens in nature. I would go to the movies and I would get a big bag of Twizzlers, and I would like usually be done with them before the movie even started. I'm like, well, what was the point? Did you ever bite the ends <laughs> off of them and use them to drink your soda? Of course I did. I'm fat. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Shit, I know there's an answer to this question, and it's bothering me that I can't come up with it. Another thing that I like to get is if you go to Aldi and they have those little cups of rice pudding. Because I, I, now I have a rule. If I go and I want one, I have to get one. Because I one time I went there and it was like, oh, they're 99 cents. So I got six. Guess who ate six cups of rice pudding before the day ended that day? Patrick. Yeah, he was here. I was like, why the hell did you eat all my rice pudding, you jerk? Because you can hear me getting... Oh, never mind. Ah. <laughs> uh, getting fatter. Well, I mean, potato chips are, are my, my biggest weakness these days. But... Um, something that goes back to college and has just maintained ever since then. Those little fucking chocolate donuts, the gems. Oh yeah, those are like the food of athletes. I just chocolate donuts. <laughs> well, I used to go to Jewel and get the uh, Mikey's. Were always my favorite, but I can't find them anywhere out this way or back. You know, I was in Colorado or Kansas City, so um, I'd get whatever was there. And not too long ago, I got one of those little white bags full of them. You know, not the little eight pack, but the actual bag full of them. And I went through a whole bag in one day. <laughs> oh, oh, the circus yeah. animals with the little, you know, the pink ones with the frosting on them. I could, oh, I could eat a whole bag of those if you put those in front of me. So I don't the even buy frosted those cookies. Yeah, you the mean short, the shortbreads with... with the frosted? Yeah, the, the yeah. Circus frosting animals. that yeah. tastes like it's just pink wax. Yeah, they're surprisingly good. It's weird, but they actually are good. Yeah, they really are. Like, especially if you got a sweet tooth. Like, you've you've lost me, man. That's I don't I mean. even like sweets, and I like them. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm with them on this one. Oh, 
I can't I can't handle those because I I mean I they look good to me and I'll start eating them and after like three or four of them you start getting that like sheen you feel that sheen on the top of your mouth because <laughs> that Charlie so, Sheen yeah they got that Charlie yeah. Sheen on the top of mouth. <laughs> they but taste no, like tiger blood God. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely things that, like, if we're going off the diet, we make sure that we've got, like, a big thing of potato salad. Like, that's going to be one of our last hurrah meals. Uh, I, I always make sure at least once we've got uh, the Blue Bunny Terrific Cheesecake Ice Cream. Specifically that one. Those those are the two what? that come to mind. I don't know why, but Fudgy the Whale just popped in my head. You, <laughs> All right, you, Andy. Because you said ice cream. And I was like, mm, ice cream cake. You want a fudgy whale? I just haven't had an ice cream cake in forever. Like, we're talking about things you haven't had in forever, and that's what uh-huh. like, I did a little progression of thought there. to like, yes, ice cream cake. Mm. It's interesting you bring that up because ice cream cake is typically what I ask for for my birthday. Like, that you know, or the uh, Portillo's lemon cake since it came back. You know what disturbs me is that he didn't say, I haven't had a slice of ice cream cake in <laughs> so long. He just said, I haven't had an ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. You do know Patrick, correct? That is true. Yeah. Uh, you know, every once in a while I get a craving for a Twinkie, and every time I have it, it just takes me right back to, to being now. a kid. It, I said a Twinkie, not a Twink. Oh. Yeah, you big bear. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, a Twinkie takes me back to not only, you know, being a kid, but also to being an adult. I don't know. They've been around f- forever, and they're probably the same ones now that were made back then, just sitting on the shelf still. I'm trying to think if there's anything like pastry-wise that, that I like that sort of thing. A Danish? Cheese Danish? No, not the cheese. You, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll go back to every now and then when I go to the store. I'll grab myself a package of the Little Debbie, uh, the peanut butter wafer bars that are dipped okay. in chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. That's good stuff. And that's one of those things like if I go to the store, by, I, I unchecked, if I go to the grocery store by myself, I will start eating things on the way home so that way I, I don't have to, one, share them, and two, have to deal with the looks as I make a mess right. of myself. Right. Been there. Hide your shame. Well, I have the personal opinion, by the way, just as a, as a tertiary thought to that, is there's no better fries than the fries you eat on the way from the place to your house. That's why I you always have to get two two things of fries. Like, those ah, are just the best fries. Those next are the best level. fries. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah check out the big brain on Brad. Because when, when you, when you <laughs> no, get home. It's, it's Brad, Joel. Brad. You don't have just God half a thing God. of fries. You have one and a half things of fries. That's smart. Look at this guy. But you're right. It, it is true. Like, get, well, because once you get home and you get the plates out and you get the food on the plate or whatever, and you're getting, you know, you go to sit down to eat, everything suddenly is cold. But if you eat it on the way home, it's still hot or it's at least warm, mm-hmm. salty. You're driving. You're listening to your favorite song. And that's your songs. reward for being the guy who went to go get it. Yeah. Yep. It, it's the drive tax. Well, and yeah, like a lot of those classic drive-through foods, especially Chicago ones, are going to be big comfort foods for me. Your gyros, your hot dogs, your Italian beefs, mm-hmm. your pizza anything, puff again. anything cheese from sub tea. Mm. I'm yeah. a big cheese fries guy. I I don't like my hands being messy. That's what forks <laughs> are for. Onion rings? Anyone? Ugh, only at, I love onion uh, rings. I'll only do onion rings at White Castle. Oh, oh that's specific. Yeah, yeah, that is. Normally, I don't like them. Hmm, it's interesting. Once in a blue moon, go to Portillo's and ask for a tamale on a bun. What? 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 Yeah. Instead Explain of a hot dog, yourself. 
they make a hot dog, but instead of using a hot dog, they use it. They unwrap a tamale, put the tamale on the bun, and make a put all the hot dog toppings on it. Why? That's not a thing. That is a thing. I am intrigued. I would try that. Huh. I mean, the tamale already with all the 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 you know the cornmeal and whatever the the the, the tamaliness. The tam- right. It's it's like a bunch of bre- it's almost like bread, like you know, soggy, delicious bread. So putting it on bread seems just kind of look up tamale on a bun. I'm okay. Redundant. Just... Redundant is the word. Yes, thank you, Patrick. I don't know. I mean, I would try it, but I don't. I don't. I don't like the sound of it. It doesn't make me go. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. See, Josh. Next time you go to Portillo's, it's kind of like that off-menu thing. Yeah, I mean, that's pr- maybe spring break. Yeah. And I know I'm forgetting comfort foods, like stuff that we are desperately trying to stuff into our face holes before we go back on keto. <laughs> like beer yeah. cheese dip. That's going to be another one. Like oh. uh, you, you got the mm. cream cheese and the cheddar and the beer and the ranch packet. Or the or the Mercs with the port wine and cheese. I See, I think I overate that as a kid, and I, I can't do Mercs anymore. Because that that a... would have been a good then answer. See, for now, that was my... When I was working downtown, Mike's having a stressful day. There was a hot dog place down the street that would serve chili cheese dogs, but they would use hot Merck's beer cheese on the ch- on the hot dogs. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I- so- on the subject of processed cheese, Winshuler's bar cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Really any horseradish cheddar, but that is the gold standard of horseradish cheddar dip. Agreed. There's a there's a place down here that uh, is called Chacho's, which is a, a Mexican food place. But they have a uh, and Barachos. If you, if you guys ever come down here, we're gonna go and we're gonna have Chacho's nachos. Oh, uh, they're nachos. We don't are... talk about Chacho's. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, speaking of that, Laura told me about at uh, uh, she went to a ball game in Milwaukee and uh, they had brachos. They serve it in like a little baseball hat, but it's instead of, you know, nachos, it's it's cut up bratwurst because it's in Wisconsin. Cut up bratwurst served on, I think it's like fries and has uh, other toppings on it. But she's like. So it's kind of like their version of poutine. Almost. Yeah, I was going to say it's Wisconsinite poutine. That's what that <laughs> kind is. Kind of. But yeah, they call it brachos. And apparently you only can get it at the park. The But I've, I'd never heard of it, but it sounded delicious. The hell they yeah. can. I, I'm going to go make it now. Gotta go get some bratwurst. Have that just around the house. I'm trying to look it up to see if there's a a breakdown of what it is. Because uh, see, you you mess you give me crap about tamale on a bun. That's at least a word that people use. Bracho potato a word. Potato chips, bratwurst, and beer cheese. That's what brachos is. I thought it was French fries. And it's it's a potato layer. chips. And it, right, and a free angioplasty on the way out. I'll uh, post the link in the chat if you're interested. Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me for more weird snack facts. Snack would facts. You like to, would you like to know more? <laughs> yes. All right. What Where about now appetizers and sides and entrees and desserts? Going to run through that again? or we have pay, I think we've picked that pretty much clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, so, I think I'm about comfort fooded out myself. I think I've talked about everything. You know, something you mentioned, Other than Patrick, oatmeal cream pies. Oh, my God. I forgot about how can I forget oh about that. Oh, my God. Oatmeal cream pies. Mmm. Well, if Jonathan was here, we'd talk about uh, <laughs> Rice Krispie Treats. But biscuits and gravy, like nowadays, like if, if I'm going out to breakfast, because I can make myself eggs and toast and whatever anytime, but I've never made biscuits and gravy for myself, and I don't know if I want to, but going out and having that for breakfast is like, in terms of early morning comfort food, 
That or chicken fried steak, like you mentioned earlier. The best chicken just... fried steak Mwah. and biscuits and gravy always come from truck stops. That's at least what I've discovered. Huh. One of the uh, foods that I was always fiending for uh, growing up, because I only knew two people whose families knew how to make it. Uh, across the street from me, there was a family from Jordan. Uh, and in high school, I knew a guy from Lebanon. And there's a dip that is basically made of kefir that is uh, like plain kefir, but is uh, thickened to the point where it's like a cream cheese. So you get this very tangy cream cheese. It's called labna. Oh, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. And uh, yeah, I get it. I have it on hand at almost all times now. That would definitely be a uh, comfort food because that's another thing I can eat regardless of my diet. It's fermented, uh, but it's... It's basically just if you like cheese and you like yogurt, it's basically yogurt cheese. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Like if you like tangy and you like spreadable cream cheese. Yeah, I mean it sounds like I would love that, but I mean I don't but I don't know. The yogurt part kind of scares me because yogurt is hit or miss. I mean I enjoy the tang, but yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, all right. Definitely a big one for, for us now. And I know there's, oh, speaking of yogurt, and we've talked a lot about potatoes, but uh, another thing we've discovered fairly recently from takeout is a uh, dip that is common in Middle Eastern cuisine where you take like extra garlicky mashed potatoes and olive oil and lemon juice and yogurt and basically uh, puree it smooth until it's like a dip that you could put on literally anything, like barely thicker than your garlic sauce or your tzatziki, but it tastes like garlic mash. Huh. Hmm. So, so good. I want to go eat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I Damn think it. we've about wrapped it up with the, uh, with the food now. Kind of upset that I got to go to bed. I just want to head out to the store and grab some uh, peanut butter bars now. I can hear us all getting fatter. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, if we're wrapping this up, uh, I guess if you've got uh, any of your comfort food, especially I know we have some international listeners, uh, let us know what your comfort food is. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And if you're looking for a back catalog of shows, you can find them on your favorite podcast app, such as Podbean or Pandora, and give us a thumbs up out there. If you enjoy the show, we'd love to hear about it, so you can leave us reviews on Apple, Google, and Amazon podcasts, and you can support us through the Kofi link in the show notes and help us uh, keep hosting costs and uh, streaming costs at bay. Flick the bean. Stop that. <clears throat> you know you Joel, want to. What do we got on plan? What are we? What are we been chatting about? Ah, uh, well, we're going to be doing some uh, discussion on character actors. Uh, the Jackass show is coming, and Patrick and I are very excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Death on the Nile, we're revisiting uh, Poirot, Poirot, Poor Man's Rot, uh, West Side Story Someday, and Sesame Street. We're taking a trip to the street, the yeah. barrio. You know, I've never watched an episode of Jackass. I don't. You're, you're going you're gonna to enjoy the shit out of it. I, <laughs> it's, I, a, I, it's a guilty I, pleasure. Well, that's a, we're going we're gonna to have to make sure we call it for you because there are some. there's a lot of dogs in there. But, I mean, the, the, the gold is like, like Butterbean is a good one. Like, like literally crying with laughter, funny. Like, you oh, remember yeah. what happened pre-show? We we're talking about Patrick and the cruise ship. There's some moments like that that I've had with the show <laughs> and the movies. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it doesn't have its stupid moments, and it's. And I'm not gonna say it, that it's all good. But 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be Patrick for that episode, as I've never <laughs> liked Jackass, because you guys know I don't like lowbrow gross, gross out humor. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to wait for you guys to curate for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. I'm excited, though. Patrick and I are going to have a damn good time. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got all that coming up. And everybody, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back next week. Getting fatter. <laughs> I mean, here's getting fatter. <laughs> See, now there's some real stupid. I went over to the food section. Like, somebody wants $15,000 to make this clip that you put on the side of your wine bottle that holds your cork. This is. Why didn't we think of that? Because we drink out of boxes. <clears throat> yeah. Because we never have a need to put the cork back in the bottle. Oh, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Don't, yeah. we just take a cork out and immediately throw it in the pile with all the other corks. Yeah. <laughs> right? I forget who I was talking Wait, to. Who are these? Because I remember thinking that all the time when they talk about just use some leftover wine when I'm watching, you know, watching cooking videos. I'm like, who the fuck has leftover wine? I know. Like, like what you like? It's a single. When you open a bottle. That's a single serving. <laughs> yeah, that's like you take the, uh, these people that are like go to the store and like, oh look, they got these wine. You know, put it in the bottle and close it up. I'm like, why would you want to close up an empty bottle? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't open a bottle if, I, if I'm not going to finish it. Exactly. <laughs>